Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and today we're going to talk about giving a tour. And not just any tour. Carrie and I are going to talk to you a little bit about those non-traditional tours. Non-traditional enrollment overall. Not there just we go. the tour. Not the, just the tour. How to enroll a family in a way other than the way we're used to, which is we get a phone call or an email, we schedule a tour, they come for the tour, we give them a packet, we take all their money. <laughs> or our goal is to take all their money. So right. yeah, so I'd like to start with that very first part, part of the phone call. So let's talk a little bit about the phone call because right now you may find yourself uh, working in a classroom as a director. Sometimes directors work at multiple locations and so you may not be the first person who answers the phone. So I think one thing to talk about even is, you know, what do you leave on a voicemail? If if people are going to uh, contact you that way or uh, what does your uh, contact us form look like on your website? What are your thoughts, Carrie? I mean, so there's a couple of things. One is, you know, if you're not going to have somebody whose job it is to man the phone. You might want to consider a service like Cricket where you can basically pay by the phone call a very low fee for an actual human to answer your phone and they will take the information that you, you know, you'll give them a script basically of here's the basic information that people will ask and this is what I need you to get. So I think if you're not going to be able to answer the phone within three rings, then it either needs to be going to a service that can answer it in three rings or you need to have that good voicemail answering machine whatever and what should that message be there should be an explanation at the beginning of it I think as to why you're not answering your ding dang business phone so we're away from the phone right now I'm probably in a classroom helping a child or you know we don't answer the phone during classroom time so that we're you know not interrupted (laughs) or you've called on an evening or weekend right or you've called evening or weekend and then you give a an expectation of when the calls will be returned. That needs to be part of that voicemail message. You know, we return calls after 4 p.m. or within 24 hours or whatever your standard operating procedure for that is. And you have to stop and think about it. And what will that be? Will you return all calls within 24 hours? Or will you just return calls after 4 p.m. until until 8 (laughs) p.m. every night to make sure you get those calls returned? What is, or are you a person who is a morning person? So you want to do those phone calls every morning between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Like, what is the time? Does that make sense? It does. Or... It does. I think the other thing that's always helpful is giving them an alternative, uh, whether it's an email address or encouraging them to check out your website, especially if you expect most of those phone calls or anticipate a lot of those phone calls to be related to touring your program or registering. So whether or not you're using social media as your website, um, which there are a lot of people who do, who can even have uh, created a way to schedule tours right there on their Facebook pages. So you can do that or you can have, you know, if you're, you can put in your voicemail memo, whatever that thing is called, 
um, saying, you know, if you would like to schedule a tour, please go to, and then the scheduling platform you use, which could be Acuity or something like that, where it literally, they go in and schedule it based on when you put blocks in your schedule for doing tours. And if somebody's already scheduled that tour, they can't come. And and what's That's beautiful. That's great tour. Ab- absolutely. And what's beautiful about all of this is that this is stuff that means that your business can be doing your job on the weekends. If you happen to be out sick or if something else has come up, you've had a flood in your building. You could be in the middle of a pandemic, you know, whatever it might be, you have created a way for your future customers to be able to find the information they need. So I I know we talked about that phone call and the answering machine being the first one, but really it's even how do you get people there? But that's a whole other uh, podcast. (laughs) So, so we talked about, okay, if you're doing a voicemail, we talked about having somebody answer the phone within three rings. So I think let's talk just a little bit about the training that you might give other people who might answer that phone for you um, because I think we don't necessarily train people on that and that is a huge problem because we need to train whoever is going to answer the phone how to do it because otherwise we end up with hello yeah this is Janice at ABC Childcare. how can I help you I, I mean, I love that. And I'm a, I'm a... You I, love that? That's how you want people to answer your phone? Kate, we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love being able to train them. And I love, I love scripts. I write scripts. I put them in a notebook. I encourage everybody to document every single call so that I actually, as well as myself. So uh, when I was a director, I would, you know, take every call in. I'd fill out the form myself. And so when I mean the form is there was a data information form. So if you called me, I would gather all your information and you'd immediately end up in our newsletter list. And even if you never came in for a tour, you got information about us. Uh, what's really cool is all the lovely automation. So whether or not you have a, uh, a child care uh, CRM or customer relation management software, or you use something like MailChimp or Constant Contact, there are ways to set those up where as soon as you put that information in, they're now going to get three immediate emails from you, which have all the information you want them to have, which can be really awesome. Yeah. And then they're in what's called a follow-up sequence. And that's a whole, we should definitely do a podcast about automating a follow-up sequence. And a follow-through. I'm more of a follow-up and follow-through. Yes. (laughs) But I think we're talking about the phone because you and I are talkers, but we know that there are a lot of programs that they're getting most of their inquiries electronically. They're getting them as Facebook questions or they're getting them on their websites and people are asking questions that way, especially if you have a a website or a landing page that is mobile enabled. Well, what's really great about that is the the process that we've talked about actually can go all all three ways. So that script or the verbiage that you prepare for a script uh, when somebody answers the phone, it's great to have that same type of thing already in a frequently asked questions document that you can just cut and paste all the very well thought out answers into your social media responses, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. The other thing is having those automated emails or automatic emails. Okay, so you said to put everything in the FAQs. Does that include, does that include 
include ratios and tuition rate? Would you put that in the FAQs? Well, I don't mean the FAQs that are posted to the website. I'm talking about an internal document that I would have that if somebody's asking me those questions, I have. Um, do I always post rates? It really kind of depends on the community and what people are looking for. I mean, if you're the only one in your community, you might as well have the rates out there. If you're a specialty program, you just, it's every, every program I think is going to be a little different. I'm not sure I would answer that as a straight yes or no. So, I mean, if you're really selling your program and you feel like you have to sell it, in other words, it doesn't necessarily sell itself, then you might have to consider not having your rates published because you definitely don't want the people who are shopping entirely by price because then they're not going to be a good fit perhaps for your program. So, okay. So you might have frequently asked questions on your website or as a post, a pinned post in your Facebook or other social media, but that is going to be about what makes your program different. That's not necessarily going to be the bottom line question for some parents, which is what is your tuition rate? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I talk about like an FAQ question, it's a document that um, I have that lives on my program personal computer. I don't necessarily share it out, but that way I can just cut and paste the frequently asked questions when somebody sends me a message and I don't have to rethink it every time. So, um, as so a you're director, talking, time you're management. talking more like creating templates. Yes. It's more like email templates than it is FAQs. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so kind of like that script. So you might have a script for somebody who answers the phone. You might even have a series of blurbs or templates that you give to uh, somebody who helps you with your social media. You may have, we know that you would have templates, I would hope, in an autoresponder fashion on your website if people have the ability to contact you through the website. Okay. So things that I would want in the, you know, contact us is I would want to know the age of any children. So I would have that as a, I wouldn't have the blank box where it just says, ask a question. You can make those ask contact us boxes where they actually have to fill out two or three boxes, not just a general comment box. Absolutely. A little little intake form would be great. Yeah. So that you know how many children they have, what ages, how would they most like to be contacted, text, phone, uh, email. That is really important. So one of the things that I found is the number of families that really like to text. And sometimes that makes it really difficult to be able to share why your program is different. So so that's why I like the idea of those scripted answers because you might be able to get the information you want out. They're going to be a little longer probably as a text than a traditional text, especially if you try to get everybody, um, the families that really like to text you, make sure that you have a lot of this content on social media and on a website so that they can go see. So seeing is believing. So I want to talk a little bit about seeing programs. Yeah, I think if, if COVID has done nothing else to childcare, and we know it's done many things, but it has definitely shown the need to have videos of your program, videos of what your building looks like, videos of you talking,
thinking about what make what differentiates you? What are some other things in that seeing is believing that you're thinking? Kate? So so the one beautiful thing right now, especially as we open with much smaller numbers, and we've had this time for your staff to get re-energized, and maybe you've put even a you know everything's clean and tidy and uh, polished, and you've you've taken some time to freshen up your program, maybe more than uh, you usually do, like before back to school or something. This is a perfect time to take those videos, get those videos done, even if they're by a, a teenage child who is is handy with their iPhone or their their cell phone, or you get out a, a a quality camera and a quality program. But you've got a couple of different ways to do it. You've got just basically 360 views of rooms. You have a walking tour. I think that the the virtual tours are definitely going to be here to stay. Uh, I think that you being able to do a virtual tour with classrooms, with staff that are totally engaged with the kids that are there, or a virtual tour of the building when it's empty. I think both of those are great assets. Uh, you might even have the opportunity to interview some staff to talk about what they, let the staff give you the tour of their room. How often does that ever get to happen? I mean, the infant teacher doesn't get to tell you about why their infant room and all the cool things that they do in their infant room. And um, But this might be a great opportunity. Now, all your staff are not going to want to do that. Yeah, you're going to have staff who don't want to do it at all. But I think the other thing to think about here is how much easier it makes looking at programs for the parents, right? Because often finding a time that works in your schedule and in a parent's schedule is half the battle as far as a tour. And I know directors who are like, no, I will tour any time of the day or night, which makes me very nervous because then you're that girl who will take a phone call for a date at eight o'clock on a Saturday night for a Saturday night date. I don't want you to be that person. Um, (laughs) I like having set times for tours because that shows that, you know, your time is valuable and you're not going to drop everything for a parent. I think that sets a bad tone with your clients that you're going to drop everything anytime they want to talk to you. But if you can say, I can, I can't get you in for a tour until next Thursday, but let me send you the virtual tour right now and you can look at it and then you'll have some ideas for questions. Absolutely. I mean, virtual tours, I mean, we see them all the time with houses and there are people who relocate across the country, buy a house sight unseen because they did everything virtually. And so if Kate did that, Kate (laughs) did that. So if they're going to do that with a house, you can bet that they're expecting to be able to do that with a quality childcare program. And so be that program, allow those folks coming in from California or Oregon or Idaho, uh, if they're coming to Texas or or wherever they're coming from. People leaving New York City because they're like, I'm not going to be in this again. (laughs) And then they're moving to Florida or wherever they're moving. I think, yeah, it's definitely useful for those people who are moving across country. Absolutely. And, And or even just the folks that work second shift. I mean, if you've got a parent who works three to 11 and you don't do tours at three o'clock because that's right in the middle of nap or right after nap and you don't want anybody coming in the building then, you know, schedules are are big deals. And so be 
being able to uh, have a way for them to look you over and, and make sure you are, you know, you've got your best clothes on. I mean, this needs to be, this is where you shine. And if it's getting a chance to talk about, about a, a particular staff person or the type of curriculum, uh, really showcase each room, uh, find what's different about your program uh, and, and make sure you're selling it. Yeah. And so that's the prepackaged virtual tours or room interviews. But I think there's also a, a place or there may be a place, not for everybody, but there may be a place for doing interactive virtual tours where you're doing a Zoom call or a FaceTime or a Skype and you're literally walking around with a tablet <laughs> and you're having a conversation as you're showing them the rooms, much like you would in a live tour. I think there's a place for that as well. Absolutely. And I think, again, with everything that's happened over the, the past several months with, with COVID-19 and more and more companies going virtual and allowing folks to work from home, everybody needs to come up with ways that their industry can, can match or make that happen. And so, again, you being able to do that shows an awful lot of evolution on your part and support of the way industry is changing and what people are going to be looking for. So it makes you cool and hip, guys. I don't know about you, but I'm a woman in my 40s and I haven't been cool or hip for years. And so any opportunity to be cool and hip, I'm going to take, especially if it has a chance to earn me some extra money. <laughs> well, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is a great time. If you haven't already done your virtual tours, do one, even if it's, um, I like your room interview concept as well. So I think you could have some 360 tours. Um, I think you could also add um, room interviews with the teachers and the teachers demonstrating a little bit about what they do. Uh, this might even include some of the kids, especially if you're in smaller numbers at this point in time. And then make sure, make sure you've got waivers from any of the kids that you're putting on camera. Oh, but yes. absolutely. Yeah. Gotta have the waivers. And then, you know, have ways to have people schedule those virtual tours. So Carrie brought up a great point about being valued as a professional and only setting appointments. Well, that goes with the virtual tours as well. So, um, or the interactive virtual tours. So if somebody wants to basically do a FaceTime or a Facebook Messenger or, you know, whatever platform they have for you guys to talk and walk at the same time, that should still be scheduled. I mean, do not allow yourself to be in the, I have to take everybody. Um, you may also find that it's a lot easier for you to uh, do at least two uh, of these interviews back to back uh, so that you have an opportunity to uh, really shine, at least on the second walking tour. And with that, I hope that this afternoon you've enjoyed today's call. We may want to look at the next time we're going to probably talk about scripts and maybe even how to train your phone person. And I hopefully today we've got you thinking about the importance of having um, a virtual tour, being open to doing engaging interactive tours, and remembering that nothing will be the way it was in February of 2020. And you need to have some stuff automated as far as your enrollment process. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. 
If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.